0: Welcome back to another edition of the Para Podcast. This week I'm joined by Bertie. Hi, how's it going? Forty. Hey, fellas. Ham. yoo And your host, Hamish, and that makes it two on the trot, four from five, um, but we will get to first grade shortly. Um, and essentially, well, we'll get to it when we get to it. So let's start off with the shield, nice and quick. Uh, Guildford hours going down 18 to the Rams 38. Um, but just looking across those results, the – uh, East Campbelltown Eagles got an eighty-two point to six victory they over Sydney the University. <laughs> they
1: beat the clock, oh we
2: so, um Wow! I think it was uh, the maybe week
0: Sydney Uni before. should stay stick to rugby. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think it was the week before that. Um, yeah, the Rams in that beat the Bulls ninety-four to four. Oh so my god! They fresh the clock. <laughs> it's not uh, uncommon in that great. Oh. Actually, oh. Sydney Uni beat Penrith Brothers 62 to 22 last week. So, Jeez. what is
1: going on in the water in that grade? Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, and then into uh, Ron Massey Cup. Uh, Wentworthville Magpies getting a win um, over the Asquith Magpies 21 to 16. A so uh, beautiful magpie bow magpie bagging action. a try at the 61st <laughs> minute mark that you'll oh. like to hear. Um, Josh Minhinnick and Henry Wawalui and Navale also getting tries. But it looks like Bo, Bo slotting the field goal, the the FU field goal. What why would boss. you get a field goal when this you're only up by four? Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it takes, makes a conversion must hit, right? Like,
0: Oh, sorry. It was 16 all at that point. That's why he slotted the field goal and then Navale scored right on the death. There you are. That's why. There See, there uh, never doubt Bo. He knows Bo, what's best.
1: Bo knows, baby.
0: <laughs> um, and then onto the flag, the Eels getting a win over the Dragons, hey. 32 to 28. Um, so did you, did you get down
2: there for that one, him? No, that was on the Saturday. Yeah. Ran, oh, that's right. Sorry. Game. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, not like the Eels being smart and hosting three grades, uh, this weekend. Um, but here we are. The try scorers: is Vaigalu, Tesapale, Afu, Taipari, and two tries to Nebatele Ebu, um, Big GT. And beyond Deondo, um, we were down 22-12 at half time So they got a nice fight back from the boys to get a win there. Nothing else to add from that one? I mean, Nobody else had anything it, to
1: report? Good good. To see him get a win, but I dare say, given the score line, the same issues probably plagued them <laughs> throughout the game, but they managed to get on top of it towards the end, which is good. So, yeah.
0: Um, All right, and then unfortunately, not a positive result in reserve grade uh, for the Wentworthville Magpies, going down thirty-six to sixteen. Um, the Dragons were they inside the aid in this competition? I couldn't quite remember. Usually yeah, they, they st- were six, I think. Yeah, usually they string a pretty good, good team. Um, did they win it last year? From memory, I can't remember. They were right up there. Uh, in any it was the year before when the Dogs, dogs won Where? it Where
1: was the Illawarra Cutters? The Dogs won last year, didn't they? Okay.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Um. Yep.
1: But, yeah, the cut has been up there for abouts in that grade, so you know, they're usually
0: pretty good. But, anyway, try scorers Hoffman, F- Stalessi Fainga, and Hayes Dunster, um, Reese Davies, too, from three conversions. Um, but, oh, God, they let Lachlan to score a try. That's not good.
1: <laughs> that's a uh, dual-code sensation Lachlan Maranta to you, boss. Well,
2: they let Jackson Ford score four. Wow. Yeah, you He's, he's a pretty good player, he's though. He's strong. Ford.
0: How old is he? Sign him up. 20? Uh, 21? And where does he play? He plays... He plays on the edge. Oh, are we?
1: Oh, so... That's, second
0: actually, row. that's actually
2: a nice yeah, thing. Yeah, sign him up. That's all I can say. uh I Forget Lachlan, all, right. yeah. all the all hype's the been around Lachlan. Forget Lockie. Sign Jack.
1: To be fair, Jack Goswaski, Goss, scored four against us uh, good. going back last. Goswowski. Well, <laughs> Four, yeah, I think it's Gushy.
0: Scored yeah. four against us
1: last year, I think, and he's not going great guns. So uh, maybe it's not a great indication of, you know, NRL projections. Yeah, Gosiewski isn't, isn't yeah. here
0: mainly Yes, yeah. Um, all right, then to the main event, uh, the flagship game on Sunday afternoon, a paltry crowd of nine thousand six hundred forty-five at Nostrata Jubilee Stadium. Uh, Dragons going down 4-12. to 12. The knives are out for um, Paul McGregor once again. Um, Tri-scorers Makasibo and Dylan Brown. Uh, then we didn't get back on the tri-scoring uh, list after the 23rd minute mark, um, unfortunately, but for a penalty goal for Mitch Moses in the second half. Um, quickly going through the team stats, 51% possession to the Dragons, to us 49%, 74% completion rate. Um, having, what was that, 22 less, fewer runs, sorry, than the Dragons, but scoring 300 metres more, uh, which showed that domination in the middle. Post-contact metres winning that one. Line breaks two apiece. Uh, average set difference, we almost had 10 metres per set on the Dragons. Kick return metres, we doubled them. Play the ball speed, Dragons 3.5 seconds, us 3.69 seconds. Uh, offloads, Dragons won that 15 to 8 um, and just kicks. Dragons had 21 kicks, but 691 metres for our 24 kicks. 604 metres. Uh, Dragons' kicks certainly didn't have the class of Mitch Moses' ones. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, oh, um, but four dropouts to two. Um, other than that, effective tackles, both around the 90% mark, which is pretty good. Miss tackles, 26. An intercept, 17 t- ineffective tackles apiece. Errors, 13 to 12. Um, penalties, 8 to 5. Uh, two incident on report each, and then the main one—the the one sin bin coming to Kane Evans in the last <laughs> two minutes, um, which we'll get to. Um, but beyond that, uh, a good first half, very controlled. Uh, second half, it was a bit more gritty. Um, how did you guys see it?
2: Um, you say that first half we were really controlled and everything, and just going to the try scorers. Wanga Blake was robbed. Like he should have had that. He would have had a ninety-meter try. We oh, yeah, that was a terrible. Thing. That was a
1: terrible call. Yeah.
2: It was I don't even think it was forward. Like it was going backwards from Sims. So I don't understand how it, it was a scrum, it was either play on it was just play on, that's all it was. Um uh, surprisingly I, we don't get all the media attention around it. anyway. Uh I mean, sixteen n- so you sorry.
1: I was gonna say on that same vein of ref scores, I also argue that we pitched the shutout against the Dragons. Uh because yeah, I certainly disagree. I certainly disagree with that call that went their way for that try. But yeah,
2: you, you,
3: so he's so because I've only sort of
2: quickly gave, uh, watched it after at home. So did did Perinara? Because they didn't they, the speakers weren't working at the dragons, and it wasn't the audio from the bunker wasn't coming through. Did they say that his hand was in front of the ball?
1: Therefore, he couldn't have knocked it on. That's right. That was what Perinara said.
2: Yes. Oh, far! Can someone teach him physics, please? Yeah. Like just year nine physics.
3: <laughs> well, how does that even? Oh well, let's be honest. Paranal probably suffered from CTE because, <laughs> or maybe he's you know he, I don't know how. How is that physically possible? Like, uh, I don't know, Paranal. I don't know what he. Uh, I'm, I'm speechless, but I still think we win twelve nil and.
1: I, I just, thought our first half was brilliant. Um, we threatened the run away with the game, but just, you know, a few, uh, you know, between some of the um the ref stuff and um sort of our inability to just finish off some big runs, we couldn't quite put him to the sword. And then the second half was a lot scrappier, but we dug in deep and and we showed a bit of resilience, which I, you know, I'm pretty fond of there. So uh, Dylan Brown's going from strength to strength, which is always encouraging. Um, there was
2: Pretty good for a kid that's not. Uh, out of his, uh, pretty good for a kid that's out of his depth in first grade. <laughs> that's right.
1: Um, and there was a bit of media this week about how both he and Sevo sort of got heart-to-hearts by the coach about um, where they're sort of, you know, letting themselves and the team down and where they can improve. And they've obviously taken it to heart and, you know, real, real positive stuff.
0: Um, now let's get to the, the Kane Evans sin bidding. Um So I remember back, what, what round did we play the Tigers in? Round six. Um, we were told that's not how that works. Um, apparently, yeah. that is how it works. <laughs>
1: I, I mean, Mike Kasivo and Michael Jennings have both been on the receiving ends of that prior to that uh, as, you know, players falling in tackles. And then we hit him. And in this case, it was, um, uh, like, you, like you said, Hamish, Daniel Alvaro knocked out on literally the first tackle of the game. And, you know, the referee says, oh, we, can't, we, we don't have the information to make a call on that. You know, and yet here we are in other games where they're more than happy to pull the trigger against us.
3: Wasn't Paranaro one of the games? Was it the Tigers game or the Bronco or the Storm game that he he said that statement we don't do things? Was it the Storm game?
0: No, yeah. it was the Dragons game where we were told yeah. that's not how it works. To Gutho, I can't remember which reference.
1: Yeah, because Gutho was blowing um, up about.
0: Yeah, but in any event, for for that, um, it, it's an unfortunate incident, but. It's one where, first of all, there's no swinging arm. There's no contact from the arm to the head. It's literally, um, I can't remember his name, but the Dragons player fell as he was coming into the, yeah, Blake Laurie, that's the one, as he was coming into contact and hit directly onto Kane Evans' chest. Um, I understand this contact with the head, but it's not like it was even accidental um, from Kane Evans. Like, it's, it's not where he's held an arm out. It's not even – yeah, it's nothing. And I can't believe he was sin binned for it. And I think it shows that he wasn't cited um, by the match review committee in, in that the, the decision was incorrect to bin him.
2: Uh, just so we know, it's, it was Gerard Sutton in that – because it was against the Tigers that Daniel Alvaro it was off HIA right. and he was the one that told us that that's not the way it works.
1: That's right, because Guffer was blowing up because he he literally cited the fact that we'd had players Simbin for that sort of stuff it's not how it works though except that it is how it works apparently
3: so anyway yeah it was just
2: it was a it was one of twenty big hits by Kane evan yeah Kane it evan was on a rampage. Day. it was on the and maybe path. they just wanted to slow him down
1: <laughs> didn't want to didn't want someone to end up in hospital yeah, too
2: hard because he you know he's been slowly building all year and um He's starting to throw a few more smarter offloads. I thought there was yeah. one where he got one over the top. Um, but it's all come from him hitting the line as hard as he possibly can. And then he gets that arm free. That's right. Um, but we haven't seen that big deflect. Like, he just stopped the dragons dead. There was Yeah, he was burying them hard. And and the thing is, you know, our wrestle isn't good. So for him to go up there and smash them, that's forcing the referee to call a dominant tackle. So that's when we do get a little bit of wrestle there. And that's what, and like our defense was, you know, it was it was good as what it was in round one. and the, the only time Penrith scored in round one was when we were down to 12 men. Dragons could only score through a knock on.
3: And I just
0: want to touch on that. The intent is what we've talked about in defense, and Birdie's talked about it when he played his junior leagues. But from that very first set where we off. you could see the intent. The first tackle we made on them, there were four players in it, and then I think the third tackle on that set, um,
3: uh, we hurt Frizzle.
0: Yeah, Frizzle, Seven. Frizzle my nizzle, Frizzle my nizzle got bashed, and he never seemed to be um, fine again um, yeah. for the for the rest of the game. Um, and you know, we were just bashed all of their forwards on those first couple of runs: Vaughan, Frizzle, Graham, and um, who's their other prop? Was it? Was it like Laurie, Laurie on the first one? Yeah, I yeah. think it was Laurie as well. Uh, no, sorry. It was it was Sims. It was the the, the edge rower Sims. Um, Tyson. No. No. Whoever the other Sims is. I can't remember this. Ashton. Corbin, yes. Corbin. Corbin's a prop. Corbin. No, Corbin's the prop. I'm thinking about the, the – Tarek. That Tarek, that's the one. Ashton's the one that plays for Warrington, isn't it? Yeah. Or at least he did at some point. Warrington. Warrington. <laughs> Warrington, the, uh, same shit.
3: You know
2: what I mean? <laughs> Any,
0: a, anyway, my point is <laughs> is that we absolutely dominated their forward pack um, throughout the the, the game. Um, and, you know, we've got a couple of. How many forwards do we have run for? Or how many players do we have run for 100 metres? I think we oh, had think a fair few.
2: I think I counted on um, champion data. It was either 9 or 12. So on
0: NRL, I've got Morada at 111, Nathan Brown, 148, Sean Lane, 119, Junior Pullo, 140, Kane Evans, 109, Dylan Brown, 113, Brad Takarangi, 163. Michael Jennings, 114, Maker Sivo, 192, and Clint Gutherson, 194. So um, hopefully you were tying that up because I didn't. eight, nine, ten 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 players. So 10 out of 17 oh, over 100 meters. And then just to look at the reverse on the Dragons, they had, um, sorry, I'm just getting that up now, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 6, but most of them being backs. Um, as opposed to forwards, they only had James Graham and Paul Vaughan go over 100.
2: And I think um, Kane Evans would have been pretty close. He would about mid 90s. No, he got
0: a, on NRL. It says he's over 100, but oh, okay, as, yeah. as I said, we've we've had this discussion a couple of times. That take your provider for what they, you know, yeah. each one's a little bit different. So give or take. Um, yeah, but so- yeah, I thought the yeah the forward battle we we certainly dominated that and. Um, one thing that I just want to raise, and I think you guys are all the same opinion. Um, the last two games, we've done that interchange with Reed Marnie and had uh, Clint Gutherson come into the the play the the hooking role. Um, I don't like it. I love the um, I love I the under- idea of
1: rotating Marnie, but I hate the actual positional switch that we're making. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I think it really stalls our attack. And you could tell that, um, you know, just before the end of the half because he came off at about the thirty-four yes, minute mark or five, so,
1: five five or six minutes for half time. Yes.
0: Um, and then when did he come on? About 10 minutes into the second half or 15. I can't even remember. Um, but, yeah, it just seemed to stall our attack because Gutho really plays as like a 2nd 58 um, And, yeah, I, I, don't, I really don't know about that one. And especially when you've got Salmon who you could rotate in, who you haven't been using. And then once you take Salmon out, you decide to do this rotation.
2: Yeah. Um, and because, like, you can see our halves, when there's a, a spread on or something, they're looking out at the back for Gutho. He's not there because he's, he's in the middle. He's not there. Like, so, you know, they, then they then the edge players have already overrun them. So they have to do this weird run into the line where, you know, it's just not good. And, 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 the, and the thing is, and the defense knows, like we're not going to be able to spread the ball wide because is not there. So it. All we can do is play through the middle and like, you know, as good as Gutho is, and we've seen it in the past when we played the, uh, the dragons, when he jumps in a dummy half off a quick play the ball, yes, he is lightning, but that's, that's not where his set it's, is And it's, it's nice
1: to know that Guffo is a competent emergency hooker because there might be a time in the future where that's relevant if we have like some sort of crisis in a game. But like, like we are saying before, you have a player in Jamin Salmon that is perfectly fit for the utility bench role. And we spent what, two or three games in a row where he was just doing nothing off the bench, if not more. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we, we actually rotate Reed, which we, we sort of agree unanimously is is a fine idea, you know, sort of get more quality minutes out of him rather than pushing for eighty. And but we're using our fullback who has a very important role elsewhere in the team. So it's just yeah, a little bit a little bit baffling there. Especially when also I feel like you look at that game and I feel like someone like Tepai probably, you know, is is close to being warranted for uh, you know, dropping as far as Role that he's playing as well, so there's obviously space for a utility on the bench.
2: So, yeah, that's I thought you know, uh, barring Murata, our bench the past two weeks hasn't really done much. Yeah, Dave, you can David
1: Gao has been great across the course of the season, but in the last two games, he hasn't had a huge impact.
2: Yeah, like you can, you can always carry because if you've got three or two big forwards, he can come on, provide a bit of a pass, bit of an offload. So, I don't mind having Gow and Morata yeah. on there. I would like to see, well, I'm assuming Penny Terrapo's back this week. Um, yeah, and then you could put Fish on there and it it would really help our game because, you know, having someone on the bench there, even if you use him the way Queensland used to use um, Kaelin Ponga or Kronk. Or Kronk, yeah. DC, you just, you know, Put them on for 20, 15 minutes and just tell them just follow the ball. Well, especially
1: well, that, that's interesting because we're sort of we're happy to rotate Nathan Brown out of games later in the game as well and that's something that Sam could do quite comfortably as well is, you know, just like you said play the follow the ball role and just see what you yeah. can create through the middle against tiring forwards.
2: Yeah, you know, just like if he's out there with um, Junior and Evans just say you and Gutho go on either side of the ruck. You know, you can really create some havoc there. You then all of a sudden you can play some different shapes. You can play Dylan Brown wider. You can play Moses wider. You can um, have two part like basically two halves on either side of the ruck if you're in the middle there, and defences won't know where to go. Because like, usually if you know, you've only got one fullback there, they'll see a fullbacks over on the right. They'll move to their left because they know the sweep's going to come that way. Whereas if you have Salmon Brown on the left, uh, Moses Gutherson on the right, they can't stack aside because you've got four competent ball players there, four competent ball runners there. So you can't – and the thing is you want the defense making as many decisions as possible because they're eventually going to make the wrong one. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I don't like it. Like, I just – it's – and it's also injury cover there. I know you don't plan your bench to be – only for injuries. Like you plan for it to be well, that's, as smooth as possible. That, that's
1: involved with the Storm at the moment is that really odd bench composition with a, a bench hooker, a bench back utility, one prop, one back rower. So the best in the game sort of have that, that injury assurance on their bench.
2: Yeah.
3: So I just, was thinking like Radley sort of, like what Radley does for Roosters, you know, he can play in the back row hooker, like just, he's on the bench, you just need him in 17 because. He's a good player. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That,
1: okay. he, he's a good and, player. And the thing is, yeah. he, he lost his starter role, understandably, when Dylan Brown came back, but it was just as he was starting to hit his straps, you know, not, not as a, a terrific half, but as a footballer. Like he was starting to make plays for us, get try assists and then, um, yeah, and then, you know, Dylan comes back, and understandably, he gets uh, shifted out. But, yeah, and then he sort of loses any sort of role in the team, though. See,
3: I'll have him, and I'll just tell him, just make your tackles, like, Build your defense up, and then just run it because obviously his ball playing is not the best. But just yeah, run it whenever you see it. You know, run a nice line and just work on your defense and you know get a bit like uh, get your defense, uh, tackling technique up because when he was in the uh, five eight, he wasn't tackling that much. And you know this team needs to be good good at defense, so that's what I reckon. You know, should have him. But Brad offers the coach, and he makes the decisions.
1: And look, and and for the most part, they were quite well coached. But um yeah, the James Salmon conundrum is a bit of a, a, a bugbear.
0: Um, I just wanted to touch on um, a couple of other players. Um Brad Taquerang, he didn't disgrace himself on the wing.
2: Um he did really well. I was there was a few times where um lucky the dragons' halves are uninterested because our two wingers refused to drop back. <laughs> um, there was a lot of space there and if we were up against um two competent halves we would have we would have been. We would have been punished for it. Speaking so of, luckily, Witter doesn't care anymore. And He's Ben Hunt in was invisible. Ben Hunt is just terrible. And Corey Norman's playing fullback, so you know you got your best. To me, their best half, in playing fullback, so you know. Look, we're lucky in that instance, but yeah, that was unfortunate for Ben Hunt. He was. He was visible. Um, I
0: don't. I think his confidence is shot. After it was essentially dropped. Um, for that game a couple of weeks ago, which was a must-win game. Um, I feel sorry for the bloke because he's definitely got talent, but, yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, Other players, um, Dylan Brown, um, I thought he really came into his own in this game, and obviously you could see from his stats he was running the ball um, every opportunity he could get and really taking the line on and and, um, some big honies for that try. Um, He had three men on the inside and decided to go it himself.
2: And you can Um, see as soon as he made it through, like he looked but, up at Norman and just he had the blinkers on, but that's he was. not looking
1: That's what he has to do. You have hundred percent commitment to that course because you can't hesitate because that's what gives them the defenders a chance to get you.
0: And that's and what then he certainly had some wheels to, yeah, to that's, do it. That's something that Jared right.
1: Hain used to do very well was you know, he'd get into the clear and he'd just say, I'm going to beat the fullback, I'm faster than you, I'm better than you, I'm going to score.
2: And yeah, and Dylan Brown, he's got the he's got that agility and speed to do it. Like. <laughs> He, there was the point. I know he only beat James Graham, but Graham was about two or three paces in front of him, and Dylan Brown was in front of him after about five metres. So I know he's only outrunning James Graham, but something like Graham always puts in an effort. So he'll always be there. But for Dill to just slice right past him, he's got a lot of speed, Dill. I don't think. I, I said on Twitter, I don't think we've seen Dylan at his fastest. I well, me and
1: you have seen him in the juniors and whatnot. And that, that sort of play wasn't a surprise to us. But I don't think I've he very rarely, if ever, has been gunned down from behind. He's just such a, a clean runner once he gets into open space.
3: I said this in the Discord. You know, it might be an overreaction, but we could possibly have the two best running halves combos in mm-hmm. the league in terms of the footwork, agility, and scrambling between Moses and um, him. Like, you look at other like great uh, runners. You got Kiri. You got Walker. There's just one, but in terms of a combo, you know, both of them, I think we got the best, but – and as you said, we haven't even seen the best of Dylan Brown, but just even look at it, I think it was the second game against the uh, Bulldogs. He got the ball and he stepped off his right foot and literally skimmed past another defender. Yeah, he's got that
1: gorgeous shimmy, yeah, that that one step and go. Um, We might – and, you know, we're we're pretty big Dylan Brown fans here on the podcast, but we might even be the biggest Dylan Brown fans going around because I watched the game on Fox, so I missed this, but I I caught the comments in the papers after – but apparently Andrew Johns was losing his shit over Dylan in the post game. He was like, it's something to the effects of like, you know, the game's lost a lot of legends um, in recent times and he quoted JT. and I'm not sure who else was there was he mentioned. But he's like, so I'm looking at this kid and I'm telling you what, he could be anything. And um, that's not the first time that he was going crazy about him. If you remember in the uh, round one win over Penrith, both him and Fitler were um, all over Dylan and he's like the, the sort of the subtle, uh, the subtleties of his playmaking, how he sort of draws defenders in, and straightens the attack in a way where you don't see young playmakers doing the narrow?
3: I thought he missed a memo. He's out of his step, apparently. (laughs) Yeah,
2: someone needs to read that book better. Um, But, yeah, like, yeah, as you said, we're big deal fans. But for someone that's so knowledgeable about the game, like when you watch John's play, he, he knew a game. He could read a game. He was a strong defender. Most of all, he was a strong runner of the ball too. So... He knows what it takes to get to that level. And for him to be, you know, be, I know he's had some in the past. Like he fantasized over Edric Lee for a few <laughs> few months and like a couple of other players. I here mean, Ed,
1: to be fair, Edric Lee is actually an athletic specimen. Just he's also a bit of a space cadet when it comes to footy. <laughs> uh,
0: back, I've got a good story for you. Back in 2015, um, I think that was when Rad Radra played or got selected for Australia. That was that twenty fifteen? Yeah, twenty sixteen. Twenty fifteen. Might have been twenty sixteen. Yeah. Um, but in any event, Edric Lee was still at Canberra. One of the blokes on my soccer team was a Raiders supporter. Because why the fuck are they picking semi? He's not even, you know, not even to stay in Australia. Uh, you know, Edric Lee would be just as good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. oh, yes. Lord. <laughs> that is a yeah. hot take. But yeah, for someone as good as Andrew, do you like eighth of mortals, a halfback. For a half back as good as he was talking up a nineteen year old a fresh like a nineteen year old half. Although they talked up Nathan Cleary, so I suppose there's a long way to go for Dill. He hasn't even played ten has he played ten games yet? Uh, three, no, that like, was his seventh game. Three and oh, then, his seventh yeah, four. They yeah. even so,
3: talked up Luke Brooks as well, like when he came, yeah. when he burst on the scene, but
2: so you know, Dill's got a long way to go, but the early signs are there and the ma- the most important thing at the moment is he's making his tackles. Yeah,
1: and he's a will it's not just he's making tackles, he's a a willing defender and he lists it as one of his goals going into every week is that he wants to make, you know, every tackle he can and he'll go out of his way to look for tackles when he needs to. So his technique is great.
3: Like most Well are, how, about, how about the, the tackle top,
1: on um, on Frizzell?
3: Yeah, the tackle Right, about that. The, the, the
2: right under cutter. the ball.
1: Yep. That was a,
2: and, a cracker. absolute and, cracker. People want to talk about, you know, how do we get rid of the wrestling in the game? How do we get rid of the? Well, crush yeah, not not
1: calling not calling the the tackler off straight away, and the, obviously Dylan forced the error in that case. But if he had not forced the error, he would have been called off immediately for a fast yep. play of the ball, and that's that's why like what makes the wrestling so appealing is that good tackles do not get rewarded. Anything that's I was one
2: hundred percent going to say that because that's a textbook tackle. When you look at it, he doesn't really get to drive the shoulder in, but it's a textbook tackle on a rampaging forward there. Is his outside shoulders, his wrong it's his wrong shoulder. It's his left shoulder there, gets right underneath the ball, right just above the hips, and just brings him down. If yeah, as you said, if he holds on that ball, it's not a dominant tackle, it's not it's a quick play of the ball. And the Dragons probably yeah.
1: score. Like
2: <laughs> that's Yeah, and that's like and that's if you want to get rid of the wrestler, you want to get rid of the crusher. You bring the technique back into the game. You bring the smaller guys back into the game. You'll lose. You'll you won't lose all the wrestle because it is now part of the game. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely a tactical element of the game. You will bring the smaller guys back in, and you know, no one is talking. No one in the media is talking about it at all. You know, reduced interchanges, all this sort of stuff. That's just going to increase wrestling because people, players, teams will still want the bigger guys. Yeah, they'll just want them to wrestle more. So that'll bring more. Wrestling into it, you bring technique back into the game. You bring that subtlety uh, in defence of a a proper textbook tackle. You'll get the smaller guys back into the game, like your Ray Stone. They might be only one player in a team. If you bring that technique in, three or four of those guys will be in the pack. And your Kane Evans, your Junior Paulos, your uh, Papalis. You only have one. Maybe two in your in a forward pack rather than having three
0: and four. Yeah, I think with that uh, interchange reduction a couple of years ago, we're certainly seeing the the faster, more mobile forward back into the game. And I think that was highlighted in Origin this year um, with those fast, mobile forward packs um, going at it, it. seemed to be less room for the the really big boys. Um, but having said that. You know some of the teams that are right at the top of the comp this season—they've got a couple of big boys. Like, look at Manly; they've got To Power and Aiden Fidel Blake. And
1: you—you you want space um, for all, for those those players in the game, but um, yeah, you also want to be able to encourage the uh, and and we sort of see Cam Murray is like a very popular example of this at the moment. You know, the smaller, more mobile forwards that have a, a more technical side to their game also getting rewarded. So you don't, you don't um, want to drive out the big boys at the expense, you know.
0: And um, another player uh, going from strength to strength, Nathan Brown. Every week, he he he's getting better and better. Um, yeah, he's he just can't rave enough about Nathan Brown. He's the leader of the pack. He's our best player. Still,
2: yeah. to, I, know, I know Mitchell Moses is in red hot form, but without Nathan Brown, like we lose a lot. And then when he comes back on, well, we're our, a much better team.
1: I, I don't think there's I I don't think it's a coincidental. I think like there's a direct correlation there that. But- he since he's come back from injury, we've won a lot more than we've lost. So um, yeah, he's definitely the heart and soul of not only our forward pack but our team.
0: And um, from what I could see, now <laughs> he seemed to um, be really trying out for those one trips <laughs> after the Warriors game. So I don't know if we'll continue to try doing that going forward um but it was certainly something i noticed uh, against the dragons there, there was a lot of those one on one contests and and people peeling off i mean if, the, if uh, the
1: rule allows you to do it you should be looking to do it so i'm i'm happy for us to do that
0: um, no yeah as long that. as they get it right exactly you don't want to be giving away <laughs> the, the um penalties for that but yes um all right well i think that b did you have any other thoughts or can we wrap that one up
3: um no that's that's it really um yeah that's it over yeah, so
0: one one of those games that, um you know, forget about it in the. Uh, we got the two points. That's all we needed to do. And it was a win away from home um, with only conceding one try, which was a contentious try.
1: And it's um, funny, we've now got a great buffer on the chasing pack, but we've won most of our games in the last two months and we haven't made any ground in the top four. It's just been that sort of competition this year.
0: But the top four each play each other. That's right. Um, this,
1: this week is this our chance. That's
0: Sunday, right. I think it is. Th- yeah, the last four, uh, two games of the round, I think. Um, but I, I, I think we've lost our chance at a crack at the top four. Um, I think losing to Manly um, has sealed that. And plus, we have that last game against Manly. But um, having said that, we still guarantee us we can still guarantee ourselves a home final in the first round um, by coming fifth or sixth. And as you just said, forty, uh, we've opened a four-point gap um, on the chases with you beautiful Bulldogs getting a win over Penrith <laughs> like on us. Saturday night. <laughs> Uh,
2: never have i cheered for the bulldogs but well what a win
0: <laughs> and yeah well what was their excuse this Can't remember. Um, something stupid um all right well that'll wrap it up uh news this week I, I i don't have anything on the tip sheet i don't know if you guys have except for of course coming out um C- uh, Kane Evans uh, not being cited by the match review committee and Manu Mahu for that um, headshot on Norman. Copping we probably, vine, we probably uh, got a
1: little bit lucky on that. It was good to see Kane not charged because that was ridiculous, but I thought we got a little bit lucky on the Manu high shot.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on Manu. Given, I, given I could prize. see him sitting a, a week for that one. Yeah.
1: So I'll take that win. I mean, I mean, Manu's due that because going back a few years, I remember he got charged for kneeing or leading off his knees when um uh, the Cowboy, a Cowboys player... Uh, who like literally tackled him in the knees it was stupid but um uh i think there was a bit of gossip talk linking us to chorus this week um but uh yeah that's kind of hard really talk it. i assume
3: unfortunate um, yeah. about welch with his injury like he's potentially linked to us like yeah
1: and like, that's that's, you, that's, a case, that's a case that's a case for play betting on himself and it not and not coming up trumps it's unfortunate but that's that's the game isn't it
3: See, would it be a dog move from the club to withdraw their offer? After yeah, no, the, 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 like... it's not,
1: not a dog move. That's business, mate. Unfortunately, it's the – and and don't forget, Welch also sort of got the play of the game too because he deactivated a player – the storm allowed him to deactivate a player cause when it turned out he only had a meniscus tear on his last injury, not an ACL, and then now he's been able to activate the cause again. So he's um still got a contract for next year for Melbourne.
2: Yeah, I think that just means, you know – For next year, we're probably – well, it it seems likely that we're going to get Regan Campbell-Gillard. I'm not a massive fan, personally. I think we've already got one recent Penrith player. That's that's enough. That's one too many.
1: (laughs) That's no disrespect one too many.
2: But, you know, Wanga Blake has done well in his time back. I thought – I wanted to see him in full flight, goddammit. Oh, that would have been something else. But you know, bringing Campbell Gillard there, if we can get him coming off the bench for 30, 35 minutes, make 100 metres, make 20 tackles, you know, just sort of supplement Junior uh, there a little bit, it, it'd be better than what we have currently. And if we can get him for under 500 grand, I, I think that would be a really good buy.
0: Uh, one, okay. uh, one. Sorry, just one other thing that that I just wanted to raise, not Eels related, but Trent Barrett taking
1: part of me wants to say what a legend, but also probably says what a drongo. Seriously,
2: uh, I mean, he <laughs> was there. He was head. He wasn't co-head coach for a while. So <laughs> actually, there are was, they still
3: using his furniture? <laughs> there was maybe um,
1: there was one bit of non parody news I just want to touch on quickly. I don't know if you guys caught it, but um, Andy Raymond blew up a little bit on Facebook uh, because he was the one that uh, informed the NRL about the impropriety that happened at halftime in the Penrith game uh, last week, and they completely disregarded his testimony and let Ivan Curry walk away, despite Ivan Curry, like admitting and then changing his story. So, I, you know, my sympathies go out to Andy Raymond, who's one of the good guys in the game,
2: especially um, for the Clearys, like overrated, yeah, overrated family.
1: Like Raymond, literally doing his job, and for, like you know, for the the good of the code, and you know, he just gets shit on by the NRL. So poor fella. And I don't know if you listen to the Power podcast. I know you are a para fan, but
3: um, yeah. Uh, my, did Bossy have a go at um that. regarding Matt Moylan, um, concussion? Cause well, he to have he, a go he at had he had, a,
1: he had a cheeky go at us, yeah, and he did about us manipulating the rules again. Um, he, he certainly never never um misses a chance to do that for us when. It's, and I think you you said this Hamish is that you you can't win. You know, you either – you're not looking after your players and, you know, you let them play on or you, you take them off and you're manipulating the thing. And once again, I've got no doubts that all teams manipulate them. At the same time, if you want to look after players, you also have to accept the um the manipulation of the rules to an extent.
0: Oh, And just one other thing coming out of our first grade game <laughs> – Robbed Shih- Shih- Shihadi, the the video of Tooks. Oh, Tooks. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, t- <laughs> yeah, when when um. Vaughan comes off. Oh, that was a cracker. <laughs> if
2: if it. seen it, <laughs> it's on um Rob Shahadi.
0: Yeah, I retweeted it as well, so you can. Oh, um, oh there you go. You you'll get it um it's somewhere on Reddit, but it's hilarious.
1: <laughs> Tooks is a great character as well, so that's a that's a classic reaction.
0: Um, um, everybody else's reaction because it was there was a big photo up today um, oh, the twisty, it was a twisty
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: that was the top rated comment it looked like a twisty and that certainly um, yeah. uh, uh, credit, NSFW massive,
1: massive credit to Vaughn for that sick tackle on Gufferson with one hand, but he did give away apparently and I don't understand why people are blowing up about that. that I was a, think
0: he deliberately gave yeah, it all <laughs> did because, so that he could get off the yeah, field. Because
1: he was he was <laughs> young if you can read a little bit, he was saying, like, you know, get me the you know, if off like after that, like why am I still out here? So
0: <laughs> yeah. From what I understood, at least what I could hear from the commentary, um the the um um what do you call them? The the med guy went, went out into the field, looked at it, and said, I can't fix this.
3: <laughs>
0: that is also like my pay voice. <laughs> and it was set back. And if you, if you saw a photo of it, you could understand why he couldn't <laughs> fix it because it looked like a compound fracture, not a dislocation. Yeah. Yep. Um, All right, well, that'll wrap up uh, that part of it. On to the previews, which we'll see Sydney Shield um, having a global buy round. Um, So they'll be back next week. Uh, Then on to the Iran Massey Cup, which we'll see uh, there's a buy for... No, that's for... um, So it's uh, Blacktown Workers in eighth position, taking on Wentworthville Magpies in first position. That'll take place on Sunday, the 11th of August at... um, Where's that one? At Laybutt Field. Um, so that's a Blacktown um, Gee, workers. Um, but you'll be happy to know we've got Bo Henry still there. So um, not under that injury cloud anymore. The week off helped him. <laughs> um, then some positive news. Uh, three grades at uh, Bankwest Woo! on oh, Saturday. Yeah. Um, and for those playing the home game, this is our last Saturday or Sunday game of the season. Time time heels, baby. For, but for, um, of course, uh Provided we make the finals, um, we might have a Saturday or Sunday game then. Um, how do they do that? They they play one on Friday, two on Saturday, one on Sunday.
1: That yeah, sounds right. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, I can't remember how they divvied that up, though. Um, but in any event, um, if you get down there, it's a Saturday game, which is fantastic. Uh, so uh, kicking it all off at one thirty, Bank West. Uh, tickets, I saw it on Facebook, 35 bucks for general admission for an adult. I think it was about 15 bucks for kids. Um, if you don't have your season passes. Um,
2: there we, was yeah. a – I'm not sure if it's still running, but um, $50 for a family ticket at general admission. Oh, well, there you are. How good is that? Yeah. I think uh, – is. Um, it, there used to be two adults, three kids, but I think at Parramatta now, it's done in two adults, two kids.
0: Yeah, I think it's like for like because when I got our adults passes, yeah, you got a free child in with your – with an adult's ticket, so they get their own card, but you only have to pay for the adults, which is fantastic. Um, all right, so uh, the flag uh, pretty much unchanged except for LeBlanc and uh, Tuati Fave uh, on the extended bench. That's about it for, for the Eels. Um, anybody you want to highlight, Knights, of course, they they usually have a good team in this grade, um, and they're halves. Um, they play uh, Australian yeah.
2: schoolboys, did they, or...? Uh, Baden Searle. I've seen that name before.
0: It might have been in the Origin. Um, yeah. If I remember, they they had a couple of boys in the under twenties Origin who were really good. And Knights traveling in sixth edition, so um, not to be taken lightly. Um, yeah, but if you want to see the before. the generation next, there, there's a couple of players you guys have highlighted. Yeah, the starting starting, um, front front was, Ari,
1: the starting front row. Starting um, front is exciting. A couple of eighteen-year-old boys and uh, Hughes and Hollis that'll um you know be potential bookends of the future.
2: And uh, Etuale Lui, also 18 years old, coming off the bench there. No, Plus, uh, the
1: uh, Fijian connection in the back line too is probably worth a
2: shot Yeah, I was too. I was actually going to highlight those two. I think um, last time I saw them play together on the wing was against the Knights up at some dingy um, local <laughs> field up in a Redhead. So, yeah, you got the two Fijians there. I think they'll go well this week if... Uh, grow a bit of confidence. They I mean, haven't played many games this year, but from what I've seen, they've done pretty well.
0: Um, sorry, and Jesse Cronin playing second row as opposed to lock. Um, is there any reason for that or it might be
2: uh, I just think it's try... Because Jesse's very mobile himself. I just think it's because we don't we have more props than we do second rowers in this grade. Like, you've got Hollis Hughes, Pedro Vagalu's good prop, Valens Harris, that's a Wale um, and even when you look at the reserves, Etowate uh, Fave is also a prop. So I just Lots think it's a lack of um, edge. Edge, edge is a bit
1: of a hole for our um, uh, roster at the moment. I know that um, we're you know it's always something we're going to be looking to address. But yeah, it's just that we haven't got a lot of edge prospects at the moment. Lots of props yeah, and everything
2: else. But yeah, coming through, we're sort of bit 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 shallow in that position. Even even in first grade next year with Manu going to uh, England. We've only got Laney and Murata that can play on the edge, and Murata's so. already
1: starting to to trend towards a hybrid or tweener role.
2: Yeah, so I think probably need to bring someone in there just for a bit a bit of first grade experience to make sure we get through. And then you never know, Jesse might pick up a contract playing on the edge, or someone might um, break through in the younger grades. But yeah, edge, edge forward shouldn't it usually is the concern we're pretty in the past we've been pretty good at um
1: we we went from having nothing to having a, a nice little glut will numb we sort of discovered manu and kenny and whatnot and then now we're back to sort of getting a little bit skinny although Sean yeah. lane's been great obviously
0: all right and then on to reserve grade which we'll see again uh unsurprisingly <laughs> wentworthville taking on the knights uh in this grade um Sorry, I didn't see where in Newcastle travelling at this moment. Uh, 11th. Oh, there you are they so they're two positions below Wentworthville. Wentworthville we we well at least you 40 uh, had dreams of grandeur of top 4 <laughs> and we're now outside of the yeah, 8. <laughs> I was
1: I was trying to push for the, the run to the uh, finals in the top 4 and <laughs> I put the They stabbed uh, you
0: in the back. Yeah. Um 3:15 p.m. at Bankwest being the curtain raiser. Um, George Jennings Tim Manor in this team uh Hoffman He's currently injured, it seems. And Perry, Penny Terrapo, of course, uh, he's on the extended bench for first grade. I, I'm hoping he'll play this week. Um, yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but uh, Will Smith at fullback. Um, yeah, th- there's not really too much to go on this team. Uh, Stefano Utuikemanu, that's one that we've sort of, well, at least 40 and him, uh, have uh, had that's wraps on. That's our boy. Uh, Oregon Kafusi at lock. Um, unfortunately, well, back to reserve grade. Um, I'd really like to see him have an extended go in first grade. Yeah, which...
1: he's gotten in the limited chance he's gotten. He's gotten limited minutes as well, so I oh, know. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, other than that, not too much really jumps out, except for Danny Levi starting hooker for reserve grade. I don't know if that'll
1: well, can uh, game. One, that... one career game against us a season if he's playing Reggie's, which is great. So I got that going for us. He always
0: seems to have a yeah. big game against us. And and a potential recruit for next year, uh, Herman SES. Um, yeah, other than that, there isn't really too much to report in their reserve grade team. Okay, we want to move first grade. Maybe yeah, you yeah. have anything else to say on reserve? No, not really. Um,
1: yeah,
2: no, not much there. Yeah, you know. You, <laughs> Just get out to the game. Ho- hoping for the young to guys, guys have a big
1: game. You know, we've, we saw a bit of Ethan Parry in first grade. Um, Stefano's obviously right in the mix now because he's starting to feature in the extended team list in the NRL. Um, yeah, and just hope those boys get through a big game injury free. Um, I don't know how much game time we're going to get moving forwards as we start to build towards a, a finals campaign where we're probably going to prioritise experience over new faces. But um, there's you know plenty of work in the do heading into 2020. So big games now will go a long way for next year.
0: And then on to uh, the Saturday. What do they call it? Super Saturday on. Um, but at any rate, we're all going to be there live. 5.30pm uh, um, being the second game of the day uh, at uh, Bankwest, of course, on Saturday 10th August. Eagles in 6th, taking on Newcastle Knights in 11th. Um, currently favourites now, $1.58 to Newcastle, 235. Um, let's just go through the team list at fullback, Gutho. Uh, wing Sivo, Brad Takaregi gets another turnaround with Ferguson still um, uh, healing up after that. Um, Scare with the antibiotics. Uh, Michael Jennings, Walker Blake in the centres, in the halves, Brown and Moses. Fords are Evans and Paulo with Reed Marnie at hooker. Uh, second row is Sean Lane, Manu Mau and Nathan Brown. Uh, interchange is Murata Niakore, Alvaro, Gower, Moroa, so unchanged from last week. But the extended bench is changed with Greg L., Greg the leg, uh, Penny Terapo, Jamin Salmon and Stefano Otuikamanu. Uh, and then for Newcastle, they have Callum Ponger at fullback. Uh, on the wings, Kurt Mann, Sean Kenny Dow. In the uh, centres, Hunt and Moga, Harves, Lino and Pierce, who is their captain, forwards Clemmer and Dan Saifidi, Connor Watson at hooker. Second row is Lachlan Fix, Gibbon, Mitch Barnett, Tim Glasby, and then the interchange bench is Jacob Saifidi, James Gave, Siona Matalia, and Aidan Guerra, and the extended bench is Jamie Bura-Firma, uh, I've never seen that name before, Bo-Firma, um, and Girard Moma-Essi. And Danny Levi. Um, so just one thing off the top, if you remember that, um, that uh, was it Toyota Cup, I think, at the time? A uh, game where Mitch Barnett was playing for the Raiders and Nathan Brown was playing for the Tigers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe a bit of a revenge spat here. <laughs> uh, sorry, that came up on my feed last week. Um, where Mitch Barnett, being the cat he was, uh, was laying into Nathan Brown while he had like seven Raiders players holding his arm. <laughs> Um so hopefully Nathan Brown gets him both on the field with a couple of heavy shots and also on the scoreboard. Um but take it away, Bertie, your thoughts?
3: Um I was telling you earlier that the Knights have a massive pack in terms of like, like Safidi, Clemmer, Gave, um, you know, Glasby He's a great defender. Like it just like we do we realise with the games like with the North Queensland, like any if you have a decent pack, you can have a shit back line, you can still win it. And they've got superstar. they got a superstar in Ponga, so like we've got to obviously stop their forwards because um, that's our biggest issue this year, I reckon, just in the middle of defense. So if we can contain their forwards, we will have too much strike power, you know, across the back line and yeah, just gotta Yeah, contain the forwards and then watch out for Ponga. But um I'll kick I'll kick out i I'll kick what we did with Roger Two of us to shake, I'll kick to one winger or just kick it into touch because Ponga doesn't have; to, he, he doesn't need speed to um, trick, like, to run around you. He just his footwork. So, you know, we might have three or four people down there, but he can just step them all. Yeah, just um, smash their forwards and kick to the corner. That's my game plan. And then him. Um, sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> you throwing, throw score. you guys off.
2: No, that's <laughs> all right. It's just I Yep, yeah, I should have been paying attention.
3: Um. <laughs> If it helps, Aww. I wasn't paying attention. I was just swinging it for about
2: half a minute. <laughs> just
0: repeat the same go. jargon. Um, yeah, Should play be, it forward. Just, so they are. just give credit to the boys and yeah, pissing up the around. middle so that the <laughs> outside backs can be... Yeah,
2: yeah. And it's got to make sure they eat their chica rolls and shove them in dirt so it gets the extra extra flavour. Um, the minerals. Need the, the minerals, minerals yes. Uh, be barefooted when you're eating them too. Uh, look, you look at the Knights forward pack there. There's a lot of hard workers there, and obviously Fitzgibbon running off. Um, Pong is always a bit scary, and uh, Big Dave Clemmer is, I think, he's the best prop in the game at the moment by a long way. Um, just need to need Kane Evans just to aim up. If he, you know, eats his packet of Wee picks again, I think he'll have a big game, and especially against Clemmer, um, he'll try and want to want to try and prove himself there. Um, Yeah, it's not much. Just the both benches look very ordinary, if I'm honest. You know, you know you got a couple in, couple of good players, or Morata in ours, and then looking at theirs is not much there. But so yeah, we just you know with with the the confident Eels at Parramatta Stadium up against the Knights, who I I think is this will this be their last ditch attempt at a. Top eight spot this year. I don't
0: think they're at final stages, um, given a lot of teams play each other in that yeah. round. But they they would have to. How many points are they back now? Are they back five? Or are they back six?
2: So uh, they're, they're current, back, so two points behind the Tigers, who are eighth.
0: Oh, okay. So they're only two points behind. So it's it's not must win territory, but I think it's getting.
2: Worse for them. Yeah, so they'll be looking to they'll be looking to come out and really fire, and especially, um, you know they ran right through the middle of us last time we played them. So, you know, we need to get that revenge factor in where, you know, this time really take ownership and say, look, they they run through us last time. This it, it, this should be an easy game for Bradley for them to get up because you just replay your know, your video is just exactly what they did last time. Just say, don't let it happen again. It's it's as simple as that. There's no no if if ends or buts about it. Just don't let it happen again. Tighten up that middle, and then we've got the we've got the strike power um, as we have all year that we can beat them. We've got the backs. We've got the halves. We can out we can outscore them. It's just if we keep if we defend the points.
0: And from memory, back in 2017, this is really the point where Brad Arth honed our defence. Um, so you'd really like them to sort of be focusing on, shown that we can lay points on when we get in the mood, um, but defending our line for extended periods. Um, it's, it, we've been all right in the last two weeks, but, um, you know, there's, there's certainly um, periods before that where we've, we've let in some really soft tries, especially through the ruck. Um, sorry, 40?
1: Yeah, this is uh, unfortunately a little bit of a trap game again. We always seem to have these games against Newcastle where they've, they've got their backs against the wall. It was similar earlier in the season where they have been on a real nasty losing streak and they sort of turned it all around against Darsar after getting hammered by the Titans. Uh, but having said that, if we play anywhere near what we're capable of, that'll be, you know, not a comfortable victory, but we should, you know, bring home the two points, especially given that it's at Bank West. Um, you know, the you guys have highlighted there, dangerman Caitlin Ponga stands out chief among those, but, you know, they've got Mitchell Pearce in the halves who's had a good season for the most part. Uh, and there's a couple of strike forwards out there. Um, uh, there's a little bit of this in Newcastle at the moment as well, which you probably haven't mentioned in, in light of the, uh, Jesse Ramian, uh, sort of, uh, drama where the coach broke one of the cardinal rules of the locker room in that you don't talk about money, um, in front of the playing group. And when, if, if the rumors are true, um, you know, sort of, so there's, they're, they're there to be beaten mentally and physically. Um, and yeah, I'm just looking for our forwards to back up through the middle. Cause I think that's where it's won and loss for us. If our forwards can um, just keep it all together there and get good games. I mean, I say get good games. I don't think Kane and Junior have had a bad game for, you know, four to six weeks now. Um, but if our bench can keep us in the game, I suppose is the important thing there.
0: And um, just one hot stat. We've got the tied best home record, tied with Rabidos and Storm, winning seven from nine. So seven wins, two losses at home. Um, so how good is that? <laughs> Hopefully, we're coming up and adding that and making it eight and two. Um, and hopefully,
2: Dylan continues with only two losses in his NRL career. That would be something else. It would be.
0: <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so, yeah, I think that's, uh, as you guys have all touched on, I don't know about, I'd call it a trap game, but it's certainly one that we could lose. I think a trap game would have to be that we think we can go in and win this game with ease. Um, and I think Brad's going to be ha- uh, you know, telling them that's not the case. And plus we've got that earlier round loss up at Newcastle to sort of um, temper uh, any thoughts of an easy win here. Um, certainly they've been able to uh, run us uh, up through the middle before um, and that's what they did earlier in the season. But We'll see if Levi's gonna play or not, um, because he's certainly a danger man. Um, but beware Mitch Pierce as well. Club Pierce is a whole different beast to, to um Origin Pierce, um, and he can certainly play out of his skin and they've got the forwards to to get a roll on. Um and you know that outside backs don't look that great, but you know, they can certainly um score tries. Uh, Kenny Dale had his rocks performance last weekend, so no, <laughs> he I... might be up for a diamonds one. No. Um, But having a look at that, yeah, we we really should be getting up for this game. Um, If we're going to be targeting anybody, um, I'd really like to see Kurt Mann put under a lot of pressure on the wing on that edge. Um, From memory, he plays left, so it would be Brad Takarangi, I want to say.
2: That's uh, Kurt Mann.
0: Yeah, Brad, uh, Kurt Mann plays left, so it's up against Tackers. So, unfortunate that we don't have Fergo, because I think Fergo could just molest him. He'd have one of that. <laughs> what was that man of the match performance when he played for the Dragons? So, the worst performance was named the Kurt Man, or <laughs> man of the <laughs> match award. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but, uh, yeah, we we really need to put him under pressure and also getting in the face of um, somebody like Mason Leno to make him make some stupid decisions. And um, we'll have to temper, of course, their forward pack, uh, David Clemmer, and of course, Dan, uh, Mr. Origin, Saifidi, uh, <laughs> um him playing Origin this year, whether or not that was warranted, in my case, no. Um, but um, they've certainly got some forwards there to do a job. Uh, so we really have to be up for it. And um, the best way to do that is uh, we have a 30,000 seat capacity stadium. Last time only had 17,000, so only just over half full. Um, so we want to fill this up. Uh, you know, you you as Eels fans, you've you've suffered through almost a decade of mediocrity. Um, if you're going to get out there, you may as well get out there when they're they're playing rather well at the moment. Um, and you're pretty hopeful of a win. Um, so get that stadium packed out. Um, no excuses. Five thirty on a Saturday. Um, what are you doing? You you don't have anything else to do at five yeah.
2: Saturday. Exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, you don't um, have any friends. We, you listen to this. If you listen to this podcast, you don't have friends except for us. We're your friends.
1: We're speaking directly to you, Jack. <laughs> 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 wow. <laughs> um,
2: all right. Uh, oh my god.
0: Let's not break
1: the. I love. I yet. love you too, buddy. I'm sorry, Jack. I, just, I, just, I had to throw the arm. Um, Thirty right
0: first out. try scorer and eventually-
3: uh First try scorer. I'm going to go with uh, Dylan Brown again. He's going to. Uh, break the line. He's going to outstep Ponga, and Ponga's management will go in the next day. Ask him for 200000 a year for his new deal. And um, full-time score will be Parramatta 44, night 6
0: Oh, wow. Um,
1: 40. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll back Parra again. It's been a pretty safe bet for the last few weeks. Uh, Parramatta 22, Newcastle 8. Uh, first try scorer... The, the big the big Fijian got over first last week, didn't he? Um, let's go Mitch Moses.
0: All right. And um, for you, Ham?
2: Um, first try score of Junior Paulo. Going through the middle there. Uh, uh, score will be 26 to 14. And... There'll be a, streak. a streaker, clothed or unclothed. I don't know. He's putting his hand up. I'm close. not sure yet. I'm not Someone's sure got yet.
3: What came in their pocket? Ready for that?
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Um. All right. Um. And for me, uh, I will go with twenty. Uh, no. What's our margin? It's thirty, isn't it? It's right around there. I'm going to say twenty-eight. Uh, twenty-eight to eight.
1: Yeah, we, we tend to score close to 30 points at Bankwest, so I've gone on the unders there.
0: Yeah, a little bit unders, um, but again, as I touched on, we really have to be up for it. I really want to see that defence tent that we showed. Dragons. Dragons had a really big pack, and I think we really blunted them, um, and I think that's certainly something that we can do again this week if the boys uh, want to uh, really get in and do it. Um, but... Again, it's, it's up to them at the end of the day. So um, we'll just have to wait and see on the weekend. Um, all right. Well, let's wrap it up with Birdie. What have you been doing?
3: Uh, nothing. Just work, 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 work. And, um, yeah, um, that's it. Yeah, am Twitter's Birdie fan. i get really used to saying that now. <laughs> and, um, oh, Premier League starts this week. I know Ham's been mentioning it the past couple weeks. But, um, yeah, Premier League starts... This weekend, I love always match day one and obviously the last match day, last match day having all games live and match day one, you know, just, it's just a sign that, um, the Premier League's back. I just love, it. I love the sport and, um, yeah, hopefully my Spurs can get a dub, um, against Aston Villa, newly promoted and, um, yeah, there's only, I think there's two more days left till the transfer window ends, So there's a couple of deals in there and yeah, hopefully we get a couple more players, you know, back the manager and yeah, come on you Spurs.
2: Him, um, yeah. At the moment, I'm just signing up for friendly Geordies. Uh, <laughs> that's why I'm a bit distracted at the moment. He's he's got a tour on that he's going to, so um, got to go down to Canberra because the one in Sydney's on a Wednesday night. And now that I'm a working man, can't go on a Wednesday night. Ooh. Yeah, so I've got to go down to Canberra the day after our Manly game. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm just a bit distracted by that. Um, yeah, met Adam Goods the first day of the job last week. Get get to the Good new work. place, and they say, "Oh, there's going to be a an ad filmed, and Adam Goods is going to come here." And nobody except for me was excited. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're all going to you owe know, him. I
2: don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> so really for like for
0: non-racist reasons, <laughs> of
3: course.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, am sort of an <laughs> AFL fan, but. Don't mind Adam Goods. He seems like a good bloke. So yeah, met him. He said hello and shook my hand, and and then I went back to work because I didn't want to look like a bludger on my first day. So um, yeah, so that was that. And so didn't you, like-
0: you didn't you didn't have any compelling or or you didn't have something inside of that compelled you to to um, mention King Kong or something like that. Um. You know, you haven't been watching the AFL, so that... I, I am, that,
2: yeah, see, a, I'm not an uh, AFL fan, so...
0: Oh, okay, sorry, so the racism just didn't boil up. Yeah, the, late, really.
2: the latent racism, it? doesn't come isn't through, yeah. it doesn't come through. See,
0: you we're have AFL an fans epic fans gamer inclusive. moment or an epic AFL moment? Rise
2: up, <laughs> no, rise no.
0: up. No, <laughs> I don't know how to <laughs> <point of> that. <laughs> sorry, I don't know where I'm going with this.
2: Just are trying to pay me into a corner. That's <laughs> what you're doing there.
0: All, all I can say is that uh, you're not a... Uh, Racist uh, Melbourne AFL fan. Uh, what an ugly
2: ups- no. um, uh, it's it's
0: it's just in the background. of That's disgrace. What that code did to that man.
2: Um. Oh, And like, you know, I only met him, finally saw him for about ten seconds. But like, he just seemed like a good. He looked me in the eyes, shook my hand. You know, he didn't have to do that. He's just he could come down and collect his paycheck for the ad and be on his way. But he shook, you know, people's hands I wanted to shake his hands and said hello and how you going, sort of things. So. No, it's that's a small thing, and he could he could have been putting that on. I don't know, but he seems like a genuine bloke from what I've seen. So, yeah, good on him, and it's a shame that a champion of a sport was um, booed out for what seems like a lot of other people do. So, yeah, and forty.
1: Uh, first, we need to talk about the patron saint of our scoring runs, uh, one Stephen Smith.
0: I was going to say another another player that's been completely victimised by the Poms, but who gets the last laugh? <laughs> yes, uh, hopefully quite. him, although it is only. The-
1: but um, they did break um Fortress Baston wide open, which was fantastic, and um, I did enjoy. I mean, I I don't like David Warner as much as I like Smithy, but I did think that David Warner was handling the um sledge in the right way by um embracing the pistach in the crowd and emptying out his pockets in front of him on the boundary. <laughs> that I'm um, going to chuckle out of me.
0: Well, isn't it just so funny that. You know uh, reverse swing was so in vogue, yeah. but after March 2018, uh, no team employs a reverse swing anymore. Yeah, and um, it's just so i so weird.
1: I did see some Aussies rocking up to the uh the crowd in Mentos Packs uh, costumes to let the Pommies remember that they too have been accused of ball tampering. Um, with um, certain- the
0: reason Smith was rubbed out for a year is because oh, yeah, he was rubbed out for one game by the governing body of cricket, so. It's it's one team that, of course, uh, there was more background to it, but it's one country that's taken something seriously as opposed to everybody else that has that had a big piss take of it all.
1: Well, that's right. Australian cricket took a stance which neither country has. The captain of England, uh, England of South Africa, uh, uh, Duple C was it? it? Was um no, it
0: wasn't uh, du C. It was the uh, other uh, one.
1: Yeah, got it was he's been
0: Vernon de Cock. Uh, it wasn't the cock. No, no, not Quinn. It wasn't, wasn't Quinn Decock. It was. Um- it wasn't Decock. Oh, who was it? it? wasn't the Decock in the laundry with a cock. But yeah,
1: he was been. He was done twice for for like by the ICC for ball tampering, and yet the independent, like the actual country boards, did nothing about it. So, but yeah, good to see the boys get up there. Um, I know Bertie was talking about how the EPL's back, but it's also the first proper week of NFL preseason with um trial matches. Oh well, sorry, it was Duplessy. It was Duplessy. There you go. Um, oh
3: yeah, Valentine Holmes' is game on Friday morning. Yeah, um, for you Aussie watcher. My
1: Seahawks it. are also playing on Friday, so that'd be good to see. Um, I think they are play on Friday. Maybe it's Saturday.
2: though. When do our Packers play?
1: The Fudge Packers?
2: No, the Green Bay Packers. I'm I'm on the you... following the other Hamish. Oh, wow, wow, you cheesehead. Wow. On the uh, Aaron Rodgers, Greg, Greg, Greg Jennings,
1: <laughs> Greg.
2: Greg. I don't know. Michael Jennings. Michael Jennings.
1: You're a few, you're you're That's a few the one. That's a, what I'm after. You're a few years out of um out of sorts there. Oh, Greg. Geordie Nelson. Yeah, he's also not a Backer anymore.
3: Yeah, he was at Oakland last <laughs> season. He's retired. <laughs> ah yeah.
1: oh, really? Yeah.
3: Right. I'm Jordy's surprised you can't
1: break half. It's all about Devontae Parker. Uh, Parker now. Devontae Parker, Devontae. AJ
3: Green. AJ
2: Green's
1: a Devontae Adams. A. 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 Devontae really cool. Adams. Devontae Jesus Adams. fuck. There is a Devontae Parker in there as well. Not that Green Bay but in the NFL.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, so yeah, we play. Dolphins. We play on Friday against the Texans, but again, these are the first. This, pre-season games. Yeah, so barely, essentially, they're all the barely any um, um,
1: actual stars playing.
0: So think. it'd be like Jersey Flegg playing. Yes, um, for G- first, it's essentially.
1: Like, a, like when they run twenties uh, and Flegg at the same time.
0: But good to see you on the bandwagon. Um, anything else there, forties? Uh,
1: no, not really. I'm sure there's something I'm forgetting, but
0: you know. Just... Yeah, you you had that interview on um. TC2. Oh yeah,
1: oh, God, I forgot to even plug my own stuff. Yeah, um, sixties, and I sat down with the um. Uh, Reverend or team chaplain uh, George Dansey and had a great interview with him for about 40 minutes uh, late last week and I put the interview up on Monday. And um, George is a really good character and gives you another insight into some of the, the things that make the team tick um, both in and away from footy. Um, and, yeah, there's some good stories and some good insights into player welfare and well-being, both spiritually and even just, you know, away from faith because, um, you know, there's you know plenty of, plenty of players, I think, that don't subscribe to any particular faith and George touches them. Um, touches on, you know, how he interacts all that sort of stuff.
0: And um for me, yeah, yeah, NFL back. Um well the first game was today, wasn't
1: it? Uh the Hall of Fame game was oh, no, a couple sorry, days yeah. ago. Yeah. But that that is like always a train wreck because it's like the extra game that no one wants to play, so they just throw all their um, you know, extra guys into it.
0: Yeah, so the first actual preseason or week 2 of preseason, but really week 1. Yes, um, exactly. Is, is Friday, um, they're the first games, um, and then you'll have some on Saturday and Sunday, and yeah, that goes on for four weeks. You'll you'll see the starters in the last week, him, um, essentially. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Who who's the starters for Green Bay? Yeah, well, yeah. we'll run through this off Erica.
1: Okay? Yeah, have a long <laughs> I'll, I'll get
0: you into the Green Bay Discord too. I'll give you an invite. <laughs> cool.
2: Opening doors. I'm on, I'm on the train, baby. Run the table. <laughs> Just relax.
3: Omaha, Omaha. <laughs> um, right. sure.
0: and, and and yeah, forty already touched on the cricket, which was fantastic. Um, and yeah, It's game one, we've got we've got a long way to go. Um, but if if you are a cricket fan, um, check out Malcolm Knox from the the City Morning Herald. Um, he, he's probably my favourite writer from the City Morning Herald. Whether it's what sport a name or for regular a regular writer. Yeah, exactly, isn't it? Yeah. Knox, oh, Not brilliant. It's K N O X, but um, still, still close enough. Still. fantastic. What <laughs> yeah, but so, he's a now. really great writer. So, um, and, and he usually does a, uh, a long form on Saturday mornings, um, usually about cricket. Um, but yeah, he's he's certainly somebody to watch if you enjoy uh, good writing, um, especially good sports writing, which is pretty hard to come by in the NRL um, media. Um, so yeah. Um, unless it's like for small-time guys like the TCT or whatever else, uh, the rest of it's a gender-driven garbage. Um, yes, yeah, so I think that's all. That's it for this week. Thanks, baby. <laughs> we have <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, as we touched on, get out there for the three grades. Um, it's the only time I think we've we've got it this season. Back-to-back-to-back, mm-hmm. um, to back to back, uh, lots of stuff to do out there, all the stuff for the kids. They've got, like, oh. a playground equipment on the side of the stadium, um, which I'm probably going to be at for way too much time. <laughs> uh, Free face painting. Um, they'll have healthy Harold out there, get snaps with Harold. Um, and they've usually got, like, 100 other things, your 50-50 raffle, Um Maybe they should make me a freaking ambassador of the stadium. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'll show them my smile. That Yeah. Um, no, we'll go on. Uh, anyway, um, that'll wrap it up. There's, some,
2: there's so much shade in this podcast. Ooh, what are we doing? <laughs> We're turning on our fan base.
0: Um, in any event, um, yeah, we hope to see you out there and go the – the what was it?
2: The blue and ales. Go the blue and ales. <laughs> oh, the blue and. All <laughs> <laughs> right, fellas, now oh. the, the take yeah, us away. Blue and show.
1: Take us away this week. I've got that cracking try by Dylan Brown where he leaves Corey Norman clutching at dust. So, um, enjoy the the dulcet tones of the commentary for that one. Play of the game continues Marnie to the left to Nathan Brown on to Paulo Paulo the offload to Alvaro quick hands Dylan Brown now to lane inside
0: pass Dylan Brown over the 30 puts the foot down Dylan Brown goes all the way oh what a sparkling Parramatta try plenty of offloads and Dylan Brown at the end of it boy he's got some toe